Okay, we're going to start here on the bottom of Chavav Amadbed. Just, just going to quickly review what we saw yesterday so that we can continue into today's sugya, which is yesterday we discussed the issue of Nigayim, which is when it comes to Tzarat, the Apostle says and defines for us that a Beged that has an issue of Nigayim has to be a Tzemer Pishtim, because a Beged Giyabo Neged Tzarat, Beged Tzemer, or Beged Pishtim. So Tzemer Pishtim are the only materials that are affected by Tumat Nigayim. Remember yesterday, spoke about two different sizes in terms of Tumat. It spoke about three by three Tfachim, and it spoke about three by three Etzba'ot. So three by three Tfachim, the Gemara takes as a given, that that will be Tamei, either because it's a Kavachomer from Sheti Be'erev, Sheti Be'erev, which are the balls of the warp and the woof that you use for the weaving, those balls are considered to be Tamei by Tumat Sarat. So the Gemara says, if those are considered to be Tamei, then certainly... Something that's woven, that's three by three tfachim, is going to also be mikabel tumah. Tosafot claims it's not a real kavachomer, it's just a limud that the size of a beged or a beged chashuv is considered to be three by three tfachim. Once you reach three by three tfachim, you have a beged, and that's the definition of beged. The Gemara then said, what about three by three etzbaot? So the other Gemara included it from the word veha beged. So the Parsha there begins with the word Vehabeged Kiebo Negatzarat. So that Vehabeged is a reboy to include also three by three it's both. So the conclusion from this, and this is going to be true throughout the sugya, is that in Nigaim, only Semen Pishtim are Mikabel Tumah or have Negatzarat in them. That applies both to Begadim the size of 3 by 3 Tzvachim as well as 3 by 3 Etzbaot. That applies to all the different Shitot throughout the sugya today. The argument arises once we move out of the world of Nigaim into the world of other tumult. Mar's example is Shvatsim because of the pasuk that they're going to quote. But say Tumat Sheretz. Does Tumat Sheretz only apply to Beged Semer Ufishtim? Or does it apply to other Begadim as well? Does Tumat Sheretz only apply to 3 by 3 Tvachim? Or does it also apply to 3 by 3 Etzbaot? So over here we have a machloket between Rava and Abaye. Rava and Abaye are arguing because we have a statement by Shimon Alazar and then a statement by Tana Devei Rabbi Shmuel. Shimon Alazar began yesterday with the statement that says, That anything that is a derivative of a tree does not have a din of three by three at boat, with the exception of Pishtan. Pishtan does have this din of three by three etzbaot. That's Rabbi Shimon Elazar's statement. Number two is, we have time to Rabbi Shmuel says, that the word begin in the Torah is not defined. It says begin throughout the Torah, but by Nigaim it does define begin. It says begin is Semer Fishtim. So just like begin that is found by Nigaim is Semer Fishtim, so too begin throughout the Torah is Semer Fishtim. We set a paradigm from Nigaim, and that's true throughout the Torah. Based on that, Abayi says, Rabbi Shimon Elazar, and Tana de Rabbi Ishmael say it's saying the same thing. They both agree that when it comes to other tumult outside of Nigayim, if it is three by three tvachim, it is mikabel tumah. If it is three by three etzbaot, it's also mikabel tumah. He learns that out of the pasuk of Obeget. We're going to see that in one moment. Obeget, which is written by the tumah of Shvatzim in Vayikra Yudalif, it says, So Obeget is a reboy, the O is a reboy, and that reboy tells us that by other tumult, Semer and Pushtim are Mechabal Tumah 3 by 3 Tvachim, and they're also Mechabal Tumah by 3 by 3 it's both. But other materials are not Mechabal Tumah whatsoever. Because that's what Tanah Debrei just taught us. 
That Semer and Pishtim is the definition of Begid in the Torah. So if I say the word Begid, I must mean Semer Pishtim and nothing else. Other materials will not be Mechabel Tumah with regards to Tumah Sheretz and other Tumot. That is the position of Abaye in Rabbi Shimon Elazar and Tana de Rabbi Ishmael. Along comes Rabban and says that's not the case. It's true that Rabbi Shimon Elazar and Tana de Rabbi Ishmael agree by Nikayim. It's also true that they agree by other Tumot when it comes to Three by three tfachim. And three by three it's ba'ot. That they're also mekabel tum'ah when it's temer pishtim. They have a difference in opinion with regards to other materials in tumot outside of negaim by three by three tfachim. In that case, Rabbi Shimon Alazar says that it's mekabel tum'ah. And Tanah de Rabbi Shemal says it's not mekabel tum'ah. We know Tanah de Rabbi Shemal says temer pishtim and that's it. There's no, nothing else in the world besides temer pishtim in terms of begadim in the Torah. Rabbi Shimon Alazar, he says, is not bound by that. And Rabbi says that Rabbi Shimon agrees, but he adds on to one additional thing, which is that by three by three tfachim in other materials, in other tumult, there is tumah. And that's what the Gemara is beginning with here. Four lines from the bottom on Chavavah Medbet. Udorovo Damar. That differentiates between Rabbi Shimon and Antan de Rabbi Shmal. Shlosha, Shlosha, Bishar Bigadim, Ikabenayu. Three by three tfachim in other materials is the difference between Rabbi Shimon Lazar and Tanah Debrei Rabbi Shmal. The Rabbi Shimon Lazar, Itlay. According to Rabbi Shimon Lazar, there is tumah in that case. The Tanah Debrei Rabbi Shmal, Laitlay. And Rabbi Tanah Debrei Shmal thinks there is no tumah. Shlosha, Ashlosha, Bishar Bigadim, and Olay. But Rabbi Shimon Lazar, where does he know that from? He's subscribing to the position of Tanah Debrei Rabbi Shmal. He needs another limud to teach him. But that's the fact that three by three tfachim in other materials is Tameh when you're dealing with Tumah outside of Nigaim. Nafka me Obeged. Let's have that same Obeged that we saw before, but Tumah Sheretz, that's where Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar learns it from. So the Gemara says, well, Tatanya. Now here it's a question. Rashi eliminates the Girsi of Tatanya that it's a Brita, but Tosafot is willing to keep it in here. It says Beged. Enliela Beged. Shloshash. Shloshabishar Begedim. Inayim. Tamalomar Obeged. Which is basically that Limo, that Obeged comes to include three by three Tufachim and other materials by Sheretz. That limud is Rava's limud for why Rabbi Shimon Elazar is different than Tanah Rabbi Shmuel. The problem is now Abaye has to address what that Obeged is doing. Rashi, for that reason, thinks that it can't be a Braita. Because Abaye can't argue on a Braita. If it's a Braita, he can't argue on it. Tosafot says, we're going to see in a second, that there are other Tanaim that disagree. And Abaye does not have to subscribe to this Braita. So therefore, you can leave the word Tanya in there. Now, the Gemara says, Abaye, Hay Obeged, What does he do with that word Obeged? So this is what I mentioned before. The Bayi says that by other tumult outside of Nigaim, not only is three by three tfachim mikabel tumah, but also three by three etzbaot is mikabel tumah when it comes to tzemeru pishtim. Now three by three tfachim is because it says the word beged. Beged is defined as three by three tfachim, so that's why there's three by three. But how do you get to three by three etzbaot? He uses the term obeged to include it. So then, why didn't Rovo accept that? Rovo, that the Torah taught us by Nigaim, that there is three by three at both, and so too, by other tumult, by Sheretz, there will also be three by three at both, by Tzemer Upishtim. So, you can't learn from Nigaim to Shretzim. By Nigaim, you have a Chumrah, which is that even... These spools of the warp and the woof are Tameh. So then I can't learn from that. That's a Chumrah and Nigaim. So whatever applies to Nigaim might be unique to Nigaim, and I can't extrapolate from that to Shvetzim. The Edoch, what does Rava say? 
Rabbi says, Isak adatcha and negaim chamiri, lichtov rachmana gabe shratzim. If you really think that negaim are more chamur, the Torah should have written it by shratzim, belayte negaim inayu, and then you would have learnt the negaim from it. Ve'idach, and what does Abayi think? Negaim ishratzim loatu. I have a problem in the other direction as well, which is that I can't learn negaim out of shratzim. Ve'igla mifrach ma'le shratzim shekeim etamei b'ka'adasha. Shratzim also have a chumrah in their tumah, which is that they are mitamei the size of a lentil seed. Whereas the minimum shi'ur for negaim is kigris. Tosavot discusses in other places which one's bigger. The size of a bean, adasha the size of a lentil. So Abayi says, I can't learn in either direction. I can't learn from shratzim to negaim, and I can't learn from negaim to shratzim. Therefore I need, by shratzim, it's own independent limbud. I have the word baget, that teaches me seven pishtim. Obeged teaches me three by three it's both in Semer Pishtim. Rovo who's able to extrapolate from the Nigaim to Shratzim, because he believes that the Khumra Shati and Erev is not really a Khumra, and therefore he's able to extrapolate. By extrapolating, he doesn't need Obeged to teach him three by three it's both. So what does he do with the Obeged? He says that's what Abishim al says. That by three by three Tuachim, by other tumult besides Nigaim, other materials are Mikabal Tuma when it's three by three Tuachim. Because of this Obeged. Because he has this obeged available to him. Now, only to confuse things, we're going to enter into a third Tana now, which is another Tana de Rabbi Yishmol. We have another member from Tana Yishmol, and Abaye and Rabbi, everybody's going to address it, which is, Amr Abaye, Hai Tana de Rabbi Yishmol, this Tana Yishmol might be Me'idach Tana de Rabbi Yishmol, argues, or cannot agree with the other Tana de Rabbi Yishmol. The Tana Rabbi Yishmol beged, in the other beged semu fishtim. When it says the word beged, I would have assumed it meant wool and linen. Minayin l'rabot. How do I know also to include semer gimalim, the hair of camels, vid semer anavim, and the wool of rabbits, notza shalizim, the hair of goats, and vashirin, silk, vakalach, that's actually we saw before on the first amud of this parak. what is the kalach, where the Gemara defined it as either shirin as being silk, or the second definition, which it seems to be the Mark concluded with, which was that it was Shira Paranda. It was the Parandian silk, and then Vasirikin, which was this floss silk, or very soft silk. Tamalomar Obeged. The Obeged comes to include not only Tem Ishtim, but other materials as well. So it's clear here that we have a, according to Abai, we have a problem between Tenor Shmal before, who says, the definition of Beged throughout the Torah is Tzemru Pishtim, nothing else. And now we have a Tanri Be'i over here, who says that the definition of Beged is expanded. Beged means Tzemru Pishtim, O Beged means other materials. So now you have these two Nutani Be'i who are disagreeing according to Abayit. Just quickly here, when it says to include, it calls it Tzemru Gimalim. So even though it's called Tzemru, it's not included under Tzemru Pishtim, because Tzemru, without any qualification, means wool from a sheep. Anything that has other than wool than a sheep, you won't call wool. You don't call it semer. You have to say it's semer gmalim. Semer arnavim. The arnevet and the gamal, their wool is not the definition of just wool. If you use wool without any qualification, you mean sheep's wool. If you say camel wool, that means that you have to have qualified in order to be included. So that's why it's not included from the word semer. The other thing that Rashi points out here is why is it called notzah shalizim? Notzah means a feather. So why is it called the feathers of the goat? So he says the reason is because unlike wool where you shear it by the hairs, Rashi says you pluck it out. It's interesting, I thought you would shave it, but he calls it plucking. So it seems like they plucked it out, and that's why it's called notza, because they pluck it out like you would pluck out a feather. Right, so now we have a bias saying that those two 
statements of Tana Debe Yishmael do not agree. Rav Amar, that's not true. Rav says, Pilate Leilahak Tana Debe Yishmael Bishar Bigadim Shalosha Shalosh Shalosha Shalosha Itlei. Rav says that the Tana Debe Yishmael here and the Tana Debe Yishmael over there are speaking about different things. The Tana Debe Yishmael over here says that everything's included. It's talking about three by three Tfachim. By three by three Tfachim, then you can have other materials that are included. Whereas Shalosha Shalosh only applies to Tzem Repishkin. So the previous Tana Debe Yishmael was saying that we were talking about Shalosh Al Shalosh. Over there it said Semri Pishkim, nothing else. This Tanya Beri Shmuel is talking about three by three Tfachim, Shlosha or Shlosha. Over here he says other materials are included. The problem with that explanation, which is that the Gemara is going to jump on it right away, is Rava before told us that Tanya Beri Shmuel argues on Rabbi Shimon Alazar. Rabbi Shimon Alazar says there is three by three Tfachim by other materials, but Tanya Beri Shmuel says no. So that's what the Gemara is saying. Wait a minute, Rava. How could you say that? Baha Rava Hu Amar Shlosha Shlosha B'Shar B'Gedim L'Mshimon Alazar Idlei Tanya Debei Rabbi Shmuel Leidlei. The three by three Tvachim by other materials. Rabbi Shimon Alazar believes that there is Tuma there by other Tuma and other materials. There is Tuma from Obeged. That's what we just described at the beginning of today's daf. But Tanya Debei Shmuel does not agree with that. So how can Rav all of a sudden say, oh no, no, Tanya Rabbi Shmuel is saying the same thing as Rabbi Shimon Lazar. He didn't say that. So Hadar Bey Rav Mahai. Rav retracted his previous statement. And when he retracted his previous statement, what he's saying is similar to what Abayi said before, which is that Rabbi Shimon Lazar and Tanya Rabbi Shmuel say the same thing. But Abayi says that they say the same thing, that Sam Rabbi Shim, yes, any other material, no. But Rav says they say the same thing, that by three by three Tfachim, Sam Rabbi Shim and other materials, yes, have Tuma. But by three by three, it's both only tzemer pishtim, not any other material. Once you do that, now you can reconcile between the two ton of debate, Rabbi Shmuel's. Some people say that Rav made this statement, not Rav over here, but Rav made the statement over here. The reason being that Rav is a Talmud of Rav, so it's unclear, and he also what took over Rav's position. Therefore, it makes sense that. Their memorot could have been confused because one is the Talmud of the other, and therefore it's not clear when Rapapa says something, is he saying it in the name of Rav or is he saying it himself? So that might have been some of the confusion over here. Well, if it's Rav's position, he had to have retracted his first position. The other answer is that it's Rapapa saying it, and people assumed it was in the name of Rav, so they're quoting it in the name of Rav, but it really was Rapapa's own independent statement. The difficulty with that is Rapapa has his own memory coming up right now. So now it says, Rapapa Amar, Afkol. So now Rapapa scrambles the whole thing and says, wait a minute, you misunderstood the first Tana Derei Rabbi Shmuel. The first Tana Derei Rabbi Shmuel says, we don't have a definition of the word Begit in the Torah. And we learned that from Nigayim, that the definition of Begit is Semur Pishtim. You apply that to the Begit as found by Tumat Sheretz, by Tumat Amit, by other Tumot, that's where you apply that Limud. But that's wrong. That Tana Derei Shmuel was speaking about Kilayim. Come to teach us that the Begit that you're not allowed to wear when kilayim is made out of tzemer upishtim. So that's what that Tanit Be'i is talking about. That Tanit Be'i has nothing to do with Tumat. And therefore everyone agrees to the second Tanit Be'i And therefore according to Rav Papa, when it comes to Gimel al Gimel B'tvachim, it's Mikabel Tumat in things outside of Nigayim, whether it's tzemer upishtim, whether it's other materials. And the same will be true by three by three at Zba'ot. By three by three ads ba'ot, also it'll be mikabel tumah, both for semu pishtim and other materials. Even though there's no limud, Rashi over here points this out, that even though there's no limud, because 
This Tanit the way Rav is learning is that once the Torah tells you that there is no difference between three Tvachim and three Etzvot, where we know that from? Negaim. For Negaim, the Torah says three by three Tvachim and three by three Etzvot are the same thing. They're all considered to be Beget. Once I've done that, and then I move over to Tumat Shvatsim, and I know that there's also Tumah of other materials by Tumat Shvatsim, that means that any size material, doesn't matter whether it's 3x3 three Tzvachim three or 3x3 three three Tzvot, it will apply over there. And therefore, Tanei Shmala, the first one before, and the Tanei Shmala over here will all agree, that when it comes to Tumot outside of Nigaim, whether it's Semer Pishtim, whether it's other materials, whether it's 3x3 three three Tzvachim, whether it's 3x3 three three Tzvot, everything is Mikabel Tumah. What do I do with the first Tanei Shmala? That's talking about Kilayim. That science that Begad is limited to Tzemu Pishtim when it comes to Kilayim. The Gemara has an obvious question, where it says, what do I need that for? Kilayim behejek tivebeh. Kilayim specifically tells you that it's Tzemu Pishtim. It says, Votu bashat neis, Tzemu Pishtim yachtav. The Torah tells you specifically that only by Tzemu Pishtim is there a din of Kilayim. So the Gemara says, oh, Sakadat chamin animila derch levisha. Because over there it says, Votu bashat neis. Only if you're wearing it. Aval behala'ah, kotre mine yasur. But if you simply put it or cover yourself, for instance, you have a blanket, something that you put over yourself, you're not wearing it, that's also a restriction of kilayim, but maybe there it applies to other materials besides Zeru Pishtim. Where it says, V'lav Kavachomeru, should be obvious. It's a logical argument, which is, Mala Vishat, Katvimint Hani Kule Gufe Mi Kilayim, Amar Zeru Pishtim. When you wear the baggage, when your entire body gets the benefit, the benefit is solely given to your body as it's directed towards your body and all that now comes to you. There the Torah qualified and said it only can be Tzemu Pishtin to be Chayav. In, Midi and Lo, any other materials not. Hela, Lo Koshken. Hela, it doesn't have that. Hela is only partially beneficial to you. It's not directly on your body necessarily. So over there, certainly it should only be applicable by Tzemu Pishtin. El Papa Bedutahi. Papa is a joke. It can't be. That explanation does not hold water. Even though Tosafot points out, in Yuvamot, the Gemara seems to say that this Tanit Debra Yishmael is coming to include Kilayim. In order to free up the words Semer Pishtim in Shatneis to make a Gzera Shava, they need the Limud from Nigayim. Tosafot says that even though Rapopa here is rejected, conceptually it still could exist that we're learning that Tanit Debra Yishmael for Semer Pishtim just happens to be for Rapopa that it's not the case. Then the Gemara brings another alternative, which is Rav Nachman. That tiny that says the paradigm set up by Nigaim is that Beged equals Semiru Pishtim. That paradigm comes to teach us that every time the word Beged is used means Semiru Pishtim. What does that mean other places? It means a Beged of Tzitzit only in Semiru Pishtim. Where it says again, Tzitzit Bejaktiv Beg. Tzitzit is explicitly says that it's only about Semer Pishtim, because it says, Lotu Bashat Neis, Semer Pishtim, Yachdav. Juxtaposed to that is the next Pasuk, which is, Gedilim Taselechal Arba Kamfot Kusutcha, Shertecha Seba. There's a juxtaposition between Shatneis and Tzitzit to teach you that Tzitzit only apply by Semer Pishtim. So therefore I know it already. Even Rabbi Huda does not learn Smichot Parshu, does learn it in Devarim. Actually, everybody does learn Smuchim in Devarim. So there, the Gemara takes it as a given that Smuchim is considered Behedio. Gemara says, Salkadat Chokirovo. I would have thought like Rava, I need this Lima to teach me not like Rava. What does Rava say? The Rava Ramiktiv Haknaf Min Knaf. In the Sukim by Tzitzit in Parshat Shlach, it says that you should develop an Esamite Lema Sulaham Tzitzit Alkan Fabig Dehem. You should put the Tzitzit on the corners of the Beged. Ludorotam Vinatnu. Al tzitzit hakanaf petil techelet. So there it repeats the word kanaf. It didn't need to. It already told you you put them al kanfei big dehem. All I had to do was nanu al tzitzit petil techelet. 
Why does it say kanaf again? The Rebbe says that extra, that's an extraneous word of kanaf. That comes to teach you, akanaf min kanaf, that the material that the tzitzit are made out of should be the same material as the beget. That's one. And then we also have ketiv tzemrishim yachdav. We have the juxtaposition in dvarim between kilayim and tzitzit, which says that only tzemrim pishtim work. So how do I reconcile between one place in the Torah saying only tzemrim pishtim by tzitzit, and I have another place which says, as long as it's the same material as what you're wearing, that's also considered to be good tzitzit. How do I reconcile that? How do I reconcile this? If you use wool or linen tzitzit, you can put them on any material. Whether it's semer pishtim, whether any other material. Cotton, anything else that you want. Other materials, for instance, let's say cotton. Cotton tzitzit only work on cotton baguette. They don't work on anything else. So min kanaf comes to teach you if you have materials outside of tzemer pishtim, then those materials only work if the tzitzit are the same as the beget. Tzemer pishtim are the universal tzitzit, and they can be put on any material. So that's what Rova says. So long sakka I would have thought that the limud should be like Rova. Kamash malon that that's not the case. That's what Rav Nachman comes to teach us. The time of the Rishmael comes to teach us that the word beget throughout the Torah means. And the same thing over here. It's also going to mean and not like Rav says where you can use other materials as long as they're the same material as the Beget. So that's the way Rav Nachman learns. And then once again, Rav Nachman explaining it that way also results in Tanah Debe Yishmael being go- governed by the second Tanah Debe Rav which is the same way that we explained it with Rav Papa before, which is that with regards to other tumult outside of Nigayim, whether it's Semro Pishtim, whether it's other materials, it's Mechabal Tumah. Again, whether it's three Tzfachim or three Tzbaot, doesn't matter. Everything is Mechabal Tumah. That's the conclusion of this part of the Sugya, which is this issue of three by three Tzfachim and three by three Tzbaot. Again, just to quickly summarize what we saw, in Nigaim, there's no disagreement. Whether it's first time of the Rabbi Ishmael, second time of the Rabbi Ishmael, Rabbi Shimon Al-Azhar, Abayi Rova, Rapopa, Rav Nachman, nobody disagrees with this. When it comes to Nigaim, only Tzemim Pishtim are relevant in terms of Tumah, because that's what the Torah says. It says, Beget Tzemim Pishtim. There is no question about that. There also is Tumat 3 by 3 Tfachim and 3 by 3 Etzbaot in the Gaim, and that's from the Riboy Baha Beget. Other materials are not relevant because we have two Miutim, as mentioned in Marius Bezdaf, of Tzemim Pishtim by the Gaim. One of them comes to exclude 3 by 3 Tfachim by other materials. One comes to exclude 3 by 3 Etzbaot by other materials. Gemara said, yes, if I only had one, I would have only excluded three by three at both. But three by three tfachim, I would have included other materials. So then the Gemara says, you need two in order to get rid of three by three tfachim as well. The assumption would have been, I only would have gotten rid of three by three at both. So I need the second one to teach me that even by three by three tfachim. For other materials are not relevant in the Gaim. That everybody agrees to. The disagreements, all the disagreements that we just had, talked about, all deal with Tumah outside of the Gaim. The example the Gemara uses is Shvetzim, because there the Gemara has old Begit. According to Abaye, according to Abaye, there is no question over here that when it comes to 3 by 3 Tfachim, when it comes to 3 by 3 Betzel, it's not in the Kabbalah we're doing other materials. That's true of Rabbi Shimon Al-Azhar and the first Tanah Debe Rabbi Shmuel. According to the second Tanah Debe Rabbi Shmuel, then everything is included. Everything in Shretzim will be included for Tumah, even according to Abaye. That Tosafot, the Ritva, the Rashpal, discuss why that is, even though Abai doesn't extrapolate from the Gaim to Shutzim, why over here he would extrapolate it? I brought it down, if you look in the chart, I gave you all the sources for that. But then, first Ravah believes that Tani Debei and Rabbi Shimon Al-Azhar argue on this point about 3 by 3 Tfachim in other Tumot, whether other materials apply. Rabbi Shimon Al-Azhar says yes. Tani Debei the first one says no. 
Then later, Rav switches that to the old way to say the same thing, which is that all the Tanei Reishmalz and Rav Shemalz are agreed by three by three Tfachim in other materials. There by Shvatzim, that it is Mekabal Tumah. But again, by three three it's both, it only applies to Tzemer and Pishtim. And then we have Rav Nachman and Rav Popo come along and say, no, even three by three it's both applies to other materials and to Tzemer and Pishtim because the Tanid Bey Rabbi Shmal over here, the first one is talking about another issue entirely, either Kilayim, Tzitzit. But the second Tanid Bey Shmal is the one that governs. And since it's the one that governs, it says that everything's included. And when everything's included, it means both. Three by three tzvachim, three by three bets both, and therefore there's tumah applicable by both semer pishtim, all other materials, as well as three by three tzvachim and three by three etz both. Anyway, I put out a chart, sent it on the email, you can, you can see the chart, take a look at it. Kamari now continues with the issue of tzitzit. Amarach of Achabre the Rav the Ravashi. The Tana de Bey Rabbi Shmal, so why is it by other materials, according to the Tanah the way that Rav Nachman is learning it, that when it comes to other tumult and other materials, everything's included. They are Mikabal Tumah. Yet by Tzitzit, it's limited to Tzemer Pishtim. Why is it that the paradigm of Negaim applies to Tzitzit, but doesn't apply to Tumat Sheretz? We have the same word Beged used in both places, and yet one of them we say Tzemer Pishtim, and the other one we say, oh, no, no, Beged means everything, because of Obeged, the reboy. So you have a reboy of Obeged. So also by Tzitzit we have a reboy, which is Asher Techaseba. Because when we read the puzzle before, it says, G'dilim Arba Kamfot Kusutcha, Asher Techaseba. Asher Techaseba is extraneous, you don't need it. So when it says, I have a reboy, if I have a reboy, let me include other materials. When it says, Hawala Tuyek Sut, Suma, Huda'ata. That comes to include that a blind person's clothing will require Tzitzit. Tetanya, we have a brighter, Uri Temoto, Prat Leksut Laila. You have to see the tzitzit that comes to exclude clothing that's worn at night. Nightwear. We're going to see in a second. That's a machlok at Rishonim what that is. We'll come back to that in a second. Daumer Prat Leksut Laila. You think it comes to exclude nightwear or anyway, Ella Prat Leksut Suma. Maybe it comes to exclude a blind person's tzitzit. Kshumer Asher Techasebeh. Harek Sut Suma Amur. When it says Asher Techasebeh, Ksut Suma is already included. Hanamim Kayim. So what am I going to do with the word Uri Temoto? Prat Leksut Laila. It comes to exclude nightwear. It says, You could have just learned it the opposite way around. How did you know that the reboy comes to include a blind person's clothing, and the miut comes to exclude nightwear? Just say the other way around. The reboy comes to include nightwear, and the miut of riotem comes to exclude a ksutsuma. It says, I'll tell you, it's logical. Because, The clothing of a suma still is visible by other people. It may not be visible by the person wearing it, but others do see it. When it comes to nightwear, nobody sees it because it's dark. When it's dark, nobody sees the tzitzit. Therefore, it makes more sense to exclude ksud laila from Uritei Mato and to include suma from Asher Techaseba. So why don't you say, instead of saying to come to include Ksutsuma, let it include other materials besides Semu Pishtim. Mistavra, Koibit Semu Pishtim, Mirabit Semu Pishtim. It makes sense. The Pasuk's talking about Semu Pishtim because of the juxtaposition to Shatnei's in the previous Pasuk. So then, I should include something that is in that category of Semu Pishtim. Koibit Semu Pishtim, Mirabit Shar Begadim. Does it make sense that when we're talking about Semu Pishtim, that I take it totally out of its context now and include something beyond Semer Pishtim? No, if I stay within the context of Semer Pishtim, it's more logical to include something in that context. And to say Uritemoto means that others can see it and redefine Uritemoto. So that's why we leave it as including Ksutsuma and not including other materials. It also brings already the Aloha is Kirova, who's a Batra. 
that tzitzit can either be made out of terem pishtim or minaknaf, out of the material of the beget. The other the question here is about ksut ayla, which is, we said nightwear is excluded. It's not chayev and tzitzit. Rashi over here says that it's ksut amyuchad lelelot. Literally, nightwear, pajamas, that are patur. And the way Rashi learns it, Tosafot also does his back on Chatei, agrees with Rashi, that pajamas are patur from tzitzit during the day, and they're also patur from tzitzit at night. And day wear, your clothing during the day, would be chayev and tzitzit both at day and at night. The Rambam, on the other hand, believes that the difference here is not ksut yom, ksut laila, but yom and laila. It's day and night. That means if you're wearing clothing during the day, you're required tzitzit. You wear clothing at night, doesn't matter, it's pajamas, not pajamas. You wear clothing at night, you don't have to put tzitzit on them. So you have a machloket between the Rambam and Rashi and Tosafot. Brought down the Olocha, the Shofanar, Paskins like the Rambam, and then mentions that the Rosh disagrees, who holds like Rashi. So the Olocha, we are choshesh for both. That means that you only don't put tzitzit on a pajamas that you wear at night. But pajamas during the day would require tzitzit in case the Rambam's right. And your clothing, day clothing at night requires tzitzit in case Rashi is right. But that definition of Ksudayla is a machlokit rishonim, exactly what the Marami is by practical Ksudayla. And it has implications for the issue of Kilayim. Because, uh, number one, when it comes to Tzitzit, if you're performing the mitzvah of Tzitzit, then it's Dukheh, the mitzvah of Kilayim. If you're not performing the mitzvah of Tzitzit, then you're not Dukheh Kilayim. The other impact it has is with regards to women. Is this a mitzvah that says as Mangrama? According to the Rambam, clearly a mitzvah that says as Mangrama, because night is not as Man Tzitzit. Whereas according to Rashi and Tosafot, what's excluded here is jamas. It doesn't exclude night. At night, if you wear your day clothes, you're chayven tzitzit. So maybe it's not a mitzvah to say shazman grama. Tosafot says he still thinks it is a mitzvah to say shazman grama, but others suggest that that's not the case. And therefore, according to Rashi the Rush, then it wouldn't be a mitzvah to say shazman grama, and women would be chayavot in tzitzit if it were not for another exclusion, that there's a restriction against women wearing men's clothing, which the Targum over there defines men's clothing as being tzitzit and tefillin. That might be a separate restriction, but according to those opinions, then it's not a mitzvah to say shazman grama, possibly. I mean, Tosafot himself says it is in his own opinion. But it's not so clear that that's the case when you define it by clothing and not by time. Generally, Sumah is patur min mitzvot. But over here, because of the requirement, there's a special reboy that says the Sumah is chayav because uritem oto applies to others. And therefore, asher techasabai includes exud Sumah to require them to put tzitzit on the beget. Okay, now, Amr Abayi, now just for a little more fun in the sugya, B'shem ben Elazar, usumchus amru davarachad. Shimon Elazar and Sumchus said the same thing. Now, Shimon Elazar, since we already did this a while ago, back on Chavav, and when Aleph, Shimon Elazar, remember, says, Kol anything that's a derivative of the tree, Eimbo Mishum Shalosh, Shalosh, doesn't have three by three, it's both. Umisachachim Bo. And you can use it for Schach, Chutz Pishtan. Pishtan cannot be used for Schach. Abai is trying to say over here that Sumchus and Shimon Elazar are the same thing. Shimon Elazar had Amran, we said already, Sumchus Titania. If you put a schach, spun flax, sula. Because it's makabal tuma b'nigayim. You see this here, that Sumchus believes that you can't use flax for schach, just like Rab Shimon ben Elazar. That's the statement of Abayi. Now, Gemara says keman. The question of keman here, it's not clear. Rashi brings two opinions. Is keman... Who does Sumchus hold like? That's the Gemara's question here. And we want to know who is Sumchus's opinion based on. Or is the question of Abaye, Keman. Who is Abaye bringing this position down like? So let's read it the first way that it's asking about Sumchus. Where's his opinion from? Gemara says here, it brings Eitzatan. We have a Mishnah. Sheti ve'erev and tamei 
Whether it's the warp of the woof, they are metame binigayim, spools of the warp of the woof, they are metame binigayim, miyad, right away. Tivri Rabbi Meir, that's Rabbi Meir, it's been Rabbi Yudo Meir, Hasheti Mishishleh, the Sheti is only metame, Mishishleh, is only metame once you pull it out of the cauldron, Vayerev, miyad. But the woof is right away. Ve'onim shel pishtan. When it comes to bundles of wet flax, mishid labnu. Once they've been bleached, once they've been dried out in the oven. So the answer to the question would be, come on, who is Simchus holding like he's holding like Rabbi Meir? Rabbi Meir says that flax right away is problematic. It's mikabel tuman. That's why you can't use it for schach. So when Rabbi Shimon Elazar excluded pishtan, he said chutzmi pishtan. He didn't say chutzmi beged pishtan. From that, Rashi implies that Rabbi Shimon Elazar believes that pishtan is mikabel tuman for nigaim even before it's a beged. That's whether it's unim shel pishtan, which are not yet spun, or even something that is spun but has yet to be woven into a baguette. And Rabbi Meir has that same opinion. Even though Rabbi Meir over here says, Tevi, that it's something that's spun is Mikabal Tumah, he would agree that Onim, something that is not spun, also is Mikabal Tumah. He only mentioned Tevi because that happens right away, Miyad. He doesn't agree to Rabbi Yehudi, they have to wait Mishiashle. But by Onim, he agrees you have to have Mishilabnu, they have to be dried out, they have to be bleached before they're Mikabal Tumah. So according to both of these opinions, of Shimon Elazar and Sumchus, once an object is Mekabal Tumah for Nigaim, even though for Tumat Sheretz would not be able to be Mekabal Tumah, it's already Pasul Mishach. And that's what Abayi says, that, that Sumchus and Rabbi Shimon Elazar have the same opinion. And Sumchus is subscribing to this opinion of Rabbi Meir, that Tumat Nigaim starts Miyad, and even Be'onim Shel Pishtan. That's the first way to read it. The other way to read it is Abayi Keman. Who is Abayi holding like? That he says, Chutzmi Pishtan means Pishtan Dafka. Only Pishkan, even though it's not a Beget. And even Onim, Bemashma, even Onim Shel Pishman, Onim or Metamei Kimine So who does he hold like? He holds like, Ki Haitana de Rabbi Yehuda, who says that Onim Shel Pishtan are problematic. And that's for Abaye is subscribing to the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. So those are two ways to read the Gemara. That's the way Rashi reads it. Tosafot doesn't like Rashi's interpretation because Rashi interprets Onim Shel Pishtan to be bundles of wet flax. They haven't been spun yet. That's the way Rashi reads it. Tosafot says, no, that Onim Shel Pishtan are spun. Uh, we already said Sheti in Arab. What's the difference between that? He says Sheti in Arab is by Tzemer. Onim Shel Pishtan is by flax. You have to, they're different words. By wool, there's a difference between the warp and the woof. By Pishtan, there's no difference in size between the warp and the woof. So there's only Onim Shel Pishtan. So Tosafot says that Rashi explains it has to be not to be spun. There's Onim Shel Pishtan and Abayu says, unspun flax is problematic for schach. Who does he hold like? When he defines Rabbi Shimon Elazar that way, he holds like Rabbi Yehuda. Tosafot says it doesn't have to be the case, because Onim Shopishtan could have been spun as well. And spun as well because Shefti and Arab is a description of what does you do by wool. Onim is a description of spun by Pishtan, and therefore the question would then only be... And then the question will revolve around who believes that spun Pishtan is Mechabal Tumah B'Nigayim is problematic for Schach, even though it's not Mechabal Tumah B'Tumat Asheretz. And the question will be on a different level, as opposed to Rashi who thinks it's even pre-spun, Tosva thinks the question is only post-spun. Alright, now Mishnah, we'll start the Mishnah and do a little bit, and then we'll stop. Kol Yotzim and Eitz, Ein Malikim Anything that's a derivative of the tree, we do not use for Tzilot, we do not use them for wicks. Ela Pishtan. The only exception to that rule is Pishtan is flax. Anything that is a derivative of the tree is not Mikabel Tumat Ohel, Ela Pishtan. 
Now, Tumat oh, always put a mate. With regards to a mate, if you have a mate under the same roof as other items, the Tumat spreads, wherever the roof goes, spreads the Tumat mate to all the items in that area. Now, as far as the oil is concerned, that applies to any material. It doesn't really matter what the material is. question is, the material itself that is making the oil, does that Mikabel Tumat? So any other material is not Mikabel Tumat when it's acting as an ohel. Pishtan, on the other hand, when it is acting as an ohel is Mikabel Tuma. And that's what the Mishnah is saying over here. They all function as ohalim. They all are an ohel and they move Tuma as Tumat ohel. The question is, is the item that's making the ohel, does that become Tumay? The answer is only by Pishtan. Is that true? Not anything else that it's Yotzei Minaites. Now, Rashi over here says, what does that mean that anything that's a derivative of the tree is no good? So Rashi gives examples of Ganbus and Semer Geffen, cotton. Because there's examples of items that you may not use. So it says, I, I don't understand. How could that be? First of all, we use cotton all the time. Number two is, it's a great wick. So what's Rashi saying? That it's excluded. So that's what it says. He thinks that Rashi is incorrect in understanding that way because he says, Samar Geffen, cotton, comes from the seed, not from a tree. Cotton is not a tree. And it's not excluded by our Mishnah because Samar Geffen is not defined as eight. And therefore, cotton is good as a wick, and he justifies the minhag to use cotton as a wick by saying that that's not governed by our Mishnah, because cotton doesn't come from a tree, it comes from the cotton plant. Alright, now, the Gemara says, Minolan the Pishtani creates. The whole problem with all of this is that, all along, we're assuming that flax is a tree. Since when is flax a tree? So the Gemara says, Amar Marzucha Damakra, the Pesach says, in Yoshua, when the two Miraglim go to spy on Yerichol that Yoshua sent, and they're being chased down by the government. Rachav hides them. It says that she takes them up to the roof. And she puts them underneath the wood flax, or the eights, the tree of the pishtan. And that it was already harvested bundles of pishtan that were drying on the roof, and she puts them under them, but it defines them as eights. Now, not to say that pishtan is really an eight, to say that it's really a tree. It's just saying that pishtan will have certain halachot that apply to eights, or will be defined as eights, the same way that we said in the Gemara and Brachot, when it came to the Chet Adam Arishon, what was the Eitzadat Tovera over there, one of the opinions was that it's Chita, wheat. And nobody believes that wheat is a tree. But we know that in the Torah, sometimes the Chita was defined as an Eitz. Since it's defined as an Eitz, it can be called an Eitz in some places. But not to say that the broccoli you make on wheat is Boi Priya Eitz, because it's not an Eitz. It's the same thing over here. It's not that flax is a tree. It's just that flax in the Torah is defined as a tree sometimes, and therefore it'll have properties like a tree. And that's why the Mishnah is stating it as all derivatives of the tree have this quality, but Pishtan is the exception. In the same way in Rabbi Shimon Lazar before made Pishtan the exception when he's comparing things to eights. Okay, we'll stop over here and continue with the, the Sugi tomorrow.